You're listening to Welcome to Eloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. I'm your host, Kylie Peters. All right. Well, this is a space where we're going to talk about the value of time and how to optimize it amongst a few other tasty subjects. Uh, So I have been reading a lot lately about time management and how to optimize my time. Um, The truth is I have a love-hate relationship with time because it's the one thing that we never get more of and it's always the one thing that we want more of. So naturally, I'm trying to figure out how to make the most of my time as well as like help my team make the most of their time and and be smart about it. So today's guest knows all about this topic. We have Ashley Quinto Powell, revenue consultant and founder of My VA Rocks with us today. She knows about this conundrum all too well. Ashley is a serial entrepreneur, revenue generation consultant, and self-advocacy expert. She speaks nationally on working motherhood, self-advocacy, salary negotiation, and sales, and has started several thriving communities to support working mothers and ambitious career women. Her book, Executive Motherhood, is out as of January 2022, and I can't wait to dive into that in more detail. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for being here. So excited to be here. Thank you, Kylie. (laughs) Um, All right. So let's go ahead and dive in, Ashley. You are a serial entrepreneur and a mom. Tell me a little bit about how My VA Rocks came to be and the inspiration behind this. Sure. So um, I think it's, uh, I own a virtual assistant agency, but it's really important to know that I'm not a virtual assistant. Um, (laughs) But I have been a, uh, because my brain just doesn't work that way. But when I started my consulting practice as several years ago, I got a VA even before I was making enough money to justify it. And I remember my husband being like, I don't, what are you doing? Like, you can't employ someone. You don't make any <laughs> money. And, um, and I did know that I was drowning in emails. And um, it was honestly the best decision I made the whole first year of my business. So I've been a VA evangelist since then and have been telling clients of mine on the consulting side and friends who are overwhelmed, like, like, you need a VA. I think that there are two pieces of universal advice that always apply. One is you need a breath mint. It's just always great advice. And two, you need a <laughs> VA. Like it's just, they just apply no matter what the circumstances. Um, and I love yeah. that those are your two like words of advice for life in general, because in my family, we like to play marbles and the rules are always get out on a one and no matter what, just drink a glass of water. So there you go. <laughs> We've got like life advice coming out the yin yang here. That's amazing. For sure. For sure. Awesome. Okay. So always have a breath mint and you need a VA. And you need a VA. And you know, one of the things that I think really deeply about as a mom is how to make the most of my time, right? Like I want to be spending time with my children and I want it to be really good, really good good quality time. Um, that's not the administrative time of parenting. And I've, I've sort of started, started to think of like the administrative part is like making lunches and bath time. I think that that's important. And there's some bonding stuff in there too, but there's a lot of that, that we should not feel guilty about completely abandoning, particularly if we don't love it. And, um, the way that we treat, um, busy women is usually to like, make sure that they're doing yoga and make sure that they're planning in time for self-care 
And I think that that is, um, I think that's bum. Like the, um, the way that we would treat a busy man is we would give him water and make sure he has what he needs and treat him like a marathon runner. And when it's women, we're like, oh, but you're doing too much. Have you taken time for yourself? I'm going to go out on a limb here and um, say that the best kind of self-care is, is actual help. Someone actually stepping in and doing some of this work. Stop telling me that my workload is too much and I should really take it easy. Step in there and offer some help. And a VA is a really great way to do that, both in business and I use, a, I mean, I use VAs for, um, for like everything. Remind me that. to tell you about how I coach basketball. You coach basketball? Mm-hmm. This is, well, I this do. feels like an appropriate time to just go ahead and ask you, uh, as a busy working mom and all of the things that you just said there, and you're coaching basketball and you just asked me to ask about it. So I'm going to go for that. Great. Uh, Thank so, you. Ashley, please tell me how you coach basketball. <laughs> um, I got, I got roped into, um, coaching, uh, two peewee b-ball teams, um, mm-hmm. because I don't do like a great job of saying no. Um, and you know what, it's, it's an area of opportunity that I just don't really even work on, but you know, when we, when I signed the kids up for basketball, they have like a box you can check if you're interested in coaching or available, you know, this whole thing is run by parent volunteers. And so I checked it and it's just at the Y. So it's not like, it's not really intense. And also go to the why they know me and they should know that I am not the sort of person who looks like they know basketball particularly well. (laughs) Um, And so I figured that they would like screen me out or, you know, if they like really needed somebody in a pinch, they would say, all right, well, I guess, I guess Ashley checked the box. Instead, I do not know what internal processes led to this, but I'm the head coach of two teams head coach, two teams. There are coaches under me. There are literally assistant coaches. Oh my gosh. It's, it's the worst. My husband who actually did play basketball in high school was like, what are you doing? You don't know anything about basketball. You don't know what a layup is. You don't know what an alley-oop is. I said, Shanti, those are not real things. Those are not things. (laughs) Those are not real things. Those are not real. (laughs) You made those up. I don't need to know that. I mean, that's amazing. That is, that is a perfect, uh, example. I know we both have comedy backgrounds. So that's a perfect example of yes. And, uh, yes, you. you need a volunteer coach and okay. I don't know how to do this, but, but I'll do that. And I think that's also such a per, I, I love this for so many reasons, but I think that's such a perfect example of women need help. We just need help. And I think a lot of the time, um, when we think about what that looks like, it's just like, you don't have to have all the answers. You just need somebody who's willing to figure it out. And Absolutely. I think that that's a hundred percent it. Like, I think we just figure it out. I don't know. Yes. And I'll figure it out. Okay. Indeed. If nothing well, else, it'll be a out, good time. For sure. For sure. And it is so much fun. I signed up again to do like the next league and be a coach. <laughs> like I'm having the time of my life. I really do enjoy it. But, um, part of it is I had a, um, I had a virtual assistant go through the internet and find videos of, um, of practices so that I could understand what a practice was supposed to look like. And, um, and she picked out the like six best ones. I reviewed those, copied them exactly. And then the (laughs) assistant coaches, I don't know how this happened, but the assistant coaches, one of them was like, well, I, um, I played basketball in college and then a little bit semi-pro 
but it has been a long time since I've coached this age group. So I'm hoping to be hopeful. I was like, oh man, oh wow, you're going to lay eyes on me and you're going to see how funny this is. As I am like, you know, I believe I'm tall for a woman, but I'm five, four. And also not very, <laughs> like no one has ever been like that. Ashley has an athletic build. Literally <laughs> no one, no one ever at any point of my life has been like, you can probably run for more than a block. And I managed to make it through the first practice as like, all right, I will tell children and adults where to go. And then I pulled the other coaches aside and I said, listen, um, my biggest strength here is availability. It sounds like you know how to play basketball. So I'm going to leave the coaching stuff to you. You let me know how to be helpful. I'll do the emails. I'll do all the administrative stuff, which I just handed off to a VA. There you and, go. Um, and then, and now my job is to just stand in the middle of the court. Um, you know, we play uh, half courts on either side. So, um, and I give kids high fives when they come off the court, and I say like, "You made a basket, nice!" Or you, you passed to your friend, amazing, high five, amazing, it's amazing. The perfect job for me. That is the perfect job for you. And also, like, let's not downplay the fact that that's a really important part of being a coach. Like, part of coaching anybody or anything or any group of people is championing them and just like reminding them that they're kicking ass like good job and sometimes it doesn't even matter if you know what you're talking about it just matters that you're there like isn't that half of life is like or 80 percent of life is just like showing up yes yes kylie you're so smart i hadn't really thought about it that way before (laughs) really yeah also, I just like hit puberty with how high my voice got there. Like, like, um, no, I mean, seriously, that's a, that, that's a gift in and of itself. And I'm sure those parents who like did play basketball back in the day are just grateful that, that somebody was like, I'll show up, I'll take the reins. Like, I, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. As it turns out, you can mostly figure it out. Yeah. Well. You know what I've realized is that there are a lot of people out there who have zero interest in figuring it out. Oh, that's disappointing. That's I not know. us though. No, that's it's not, not us. us. That's why it's, I found it so weird is because I feel like a lot of the people that at least I know I surround myself with are like, ah, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. But there mm-hmm. are so many people who are like, so how do I do this? Can, can you just, can you please oh, write no. down all the instructions so I can follow no. them? And it's like, no. wow. Well, the world does need people that are really good at following instructions, but the world also needs like a whole lot of folks who will just figure it out. I love it. Yeah. I love it, Kylie. Okay. So we're diving in deep here into life philosophies. Um, So we talked about yes and. We talked about how saying no is maybe not one of your greatest strengths, but we're talking also about time management and VAs. Like, So I love how you integrated VAs into helping you coach your basketball teams. Talk to me more about how VAs or or just tips in terms of like time management have helped you maintain your sanity in all of your moving pieces. Well, um, I so I love I love this topic because um, just like every other super productive person on the planet, I spend a lot of time thinking about my own productivity and how to get the most out of the hours in my day. Um, and one thing that I've always struggled with is email. Like email is just always Mm. crushing. I'm always bad at it. Um, it takes me forever to get back to people. Like it's, it is truly mortifying. Um, these days I have a great VA who is in there 
She responds where she can respond. We have a whole system, something if, if, it, if I just need to see it, it stays in, for, in my inbox for 48 hours. And then she gets, you know, she, I don't know what she does with it. doesn't matter. And, <laughs> um, um, and part of the reason that um, I'm, I haven't, I've made the systems better, but I haven't made me better at email. And part of that reason is, be, part of that is because I, um, I know that email is just other people telling you what to do. And I have priorities, right? I have the things that I want to do and the really like the big stuff that's going to move my business forward. And it is not, you know, it's not responding to everything that anyone ever sends me. Um, And I do want to be a person that is, that gets back to people. And I do want to be responsive, but my first priority is to like, keep my business alive and growing for my employees, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's, like we think that the that business owners have um, uh, have responsibility around culture first, for instance, or great clients. The where we always miss the table stakes of that, which is you have to keep the company going, right? Like oh, no yeah. matter what, you have to yeah. be there next year. And uh, so I want to focus on the stuff that means we're going to be there, and we're going to be bigger, and we're going to be stronger yep. next year. So. Um, so I try to just focus on that stuff. And that means that a lot of stuff goes to the wayside and that has to be okay. So we can either decide it's just going to go to the wayside and it's not going to get picked up or we can have somebody else pick it up. And, you know, last year um, I ran three businesses and I wrote a book. And the week that I finished my book, um, um, I had- Wow. Just wow. Okay, girl. All it right. was great. There we go. I was I was busy, but frankly, like not that busy, but productive, um, not just busyness, right. productive, no, like productive. productive. Yes. Yes. I mean, there were tons of things and I'm sure that who, that there will be at least five people, um, who, if they heard me say that I did a lot and was felt really successful be like, well, you didn't get back to the 15, e-. you know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Whoever Priorities. That is. Priorities. There you go. So the week that I finished my book. I um I got an email from the Boy Scouts asking me if I was serious about teaching knife skills. It's you oh. know what We're, I'm not even going to go into it. It's just a real similar story to the basketball thing. Um and uh, as it turns out, I have like a weird amount of knowledge on how to teach children how to use <laughs> pocket knives. Oh my gosh! You quarantine was dark for everyone. Holy cow! <laughs> So, but we got to forget it. We just got to move on. Just assume it's a weird, it's weird. So okay, the done. Boy Scouts asked me if I was serious about my offer to teach the lesson on how to use knives for children. And, um, well, playing uh, basketball, I got this, right. I got the email on like a Monday and on Wednesday, they, that I got another email. I hadn't responded because it's like the middle of the week. And also we're talking about something that's like two weeks in advance. I got something from the Boy Scouts saying, essentially, we haven't heard from you. We assume you're busy planning a birthday party. And um, I know that's a lot. So we'll just have someone else do it. And I don't know why I found that so triggering, but it's like six months later and I'm still talking about it. I was so horrified by this idea that you thought a birthday party was going to like take up my time. Now I'm finishing my book, got all these businesses and I was super happy to do the, um, the knife skills. Mm. We make a lot of assumptions of four people. Um, and, uh, anyway, I, uh, it still drives me, it still drives me like a little bonkers, but, um, 
I totally could have done it all. I totally could have done it all, Kylie. Yeah, well, I have no question about that, but also don't like that assumption that you were busy planning a birthday party, like as if we have right. nothing else to do. Right? Yeah. All right, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to dive into your book. So you finished, you, you, you know, no big deal, NBD, but in 2021, which like crashed a lot of people, just like 2020, you just ran three businesses and then finished a book. It's like not a big deal. So tell me about this book because I, this is so up my alley and, and you rah, rah, uh, tell me about executive motherhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the, um, it's the same title as my, um, as my TEDx. Uh, that I gave in 2019. Um, but it's essentially about being a mom who who wants to drive her career forward. You know, we talk a lot about working moms. And um, and there are, I believe, two discussions that need to take place. There's a, um, a category of mom that wants to um, stay in the workforce, but dial it back a notch mm-hmm. in order to be really present for her children. And there's a, that's a, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But um, when we focus solely on that, we miss the um, you know the really senior level women, the women who still want to be incredibly vital in their careers, the ones who are primary breadwinners, you know, the like mm-hmm. I'm the ones who don't want to take a step back but want to continue on the same trajectory. And um, for as far as corporations are concerned, you know, corporations spend a lot of time and money training um, training their people um, from let's say junior to mid-level to senior level. Well, mid-level women have kids, Mm -hmm. right? That's just like what happens. Mm -hmm. And somehow, instead of seeing that as a sign that she feels stable in her career and in her position in life, um, that she feels stable enough to have children and put down roots, we assume then that that's a clue that she doesn't want to be in the workforce anymore. And so we start giving her really um, subtle and sometimes not so subtle clues that um, it's time to uh, leave the workforce or that she's doing something wrong as a mom or as a worker. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I wrote this book sort of in response to that for um, women who um, who were excited about driving forward in their careers. And it's a little funny and it's a little, um, it's probably a little sad. Um, And I talked, um, I talk about the um, beauty of my own husband's gorgeous butt more than is probably <laughs> uh, probably safe. Uh, but it is a really it's, a, it's just he's so cute. He's so adorable. Uh, so it's, it's actually, to be honest with you, Kylie, like it's it is definitely like a feminist rant built no around here. how adorable <laughs> I think my husband is. A feminist rant about your husband's back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm not. Th- I that's I had, great. We'd had this conversation sooner. I would have put that right on the back of the book. I yeah. Well, you know, maybe version two. Version sure, two. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that, and I love in the same concept that you're talking about feminist rant and and your admiration for your husband. So one thing that I've I've realized as a busy, ambitious woman is that it's really difficult to. One, none of us get here on our own, right? It is a team effort. And that team looks like a lot of different things for different people. I know for me, I'm so grateful for my now fiance and his support, but it sounds like you have an incredible support system at home as well. Talk talk a little bit about what it's like to have such a, a great support system. Well, I, I do have an awesome support system. It's definitely something that I've worked on in my marriage. Um, you know, one of the things I 
think about a lot is um, I don't ask for help, right? When we ask, when you ask for help, it the assumption is there that you were supposed to be doing it all yourself. Um, and um, and I don't say thank you for your help anymore. I say like thank you for being an amazing partner who does their fair share. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you know, it's, we definitely did not arrive here um, by accident or frankly unscathed. Like it's a you know. Yeah. You, you really you have to get into the um you have to get into the muck a little bit. Um, my husband stayed at home for five years and it was amazing. It was just the best. Having someone at home is whether it's the wife or the husband or it it just doesn't or, or a nanny, frankly, it just is wonderful having someone who can take all of the administrative parts of raising kids and be um in charge of their happiness and their having been fed and read to and bathed. Um, and then I can swoop in like a great divorced dad, like, you know what, we're going to McDonald's. I don't know what the rules are. Sure. You can have sugar. Who cares? Let's go have fun. We'll go on hikes. That's really what I want, uh, my parenting to be. um, (laughs) Sean and I did not, uh, Sean and I did not arrive there by accident. It takes, it takes a lot of, um, talking and a lot of self-advocacy and a lot of Mm -hmm. being conscious of ego on either side, you know, Kylie, you really should talk about your team. You have done such a good job (laughs) with the team that you have internally. I mean, I've known you for a minute and you have, um, you really have great team members. Well, thank you. I do. You're right. (laughs) And, and that was kind of my next segue for you here is like, like I mentioned, support systems come in all shapes and sizes. And I think especially right now where we are like the it's so difficult to find everyone is struggling to hire great talent and retain great talent it's just such a weird time but i mean my t- my team is small but mighty and there's really no substitute for having amazing people in your corner that you know you can mm-hmm. trust and just get shit done frankly i mean i say that to my team all the time like thank you for just trusting me, even though I know I'm a little bit crazy sometimes and just like getting shit done. And one phrase that I'm kind of mulling over right now is like done is better than perfect. And Mm -hmm. it's a phrase that's bounced around in my head for a long time, but like right now it's like very pertinent, like done is better than perfect. And so, yeah, the, um, just having a great support system in, in so many different ways, like my team, my fiance, I know even in our communities, we have groups of women business owners and entrepreneurs and masterminds and all the things. And I think um, it's been my experience, at least as a business owner, that you know you kind of carve out all these little nooks and crannies and support systems for yourself to support the different aspects of your life you need help with. Well, maybe not help with, but support with partnership on. Yeah. Um, oh, I because love that. I, I feel like you know, when, when you think about like a romantic relationship, so often we have all these insane expectations of this singular person to be your best friend and the person who wants to split wine with you and wants to order the same things on pizza and wants to travel all the same places with you and doesn't mind waiting while you are shopping in the dressing room and all these insane Mm -hmm. things. But the truth is like, that's crazy to put all of that on one person like we're all multi-layered humans. And so we need different people and different groups of people in our lives, especially as business owners, to support all of those areas of our lives. And so I think that's that's been 
an insight for me. What would you say are some of the challenges that you've run into? Well, asking for help is really hard. Um, and as I build the virtual assistant agency, it's actually something that we're th- we think about a lot as a design as a design problem. Um, one of the things that can happen is um, you know we're working with people who are very overwhelmed, mm-hmm. um, and typically they have been. Um, doing it themselves for like maybe years. And so they've been telling themselves it's, you know, it's easier to do it myself. It's mm-hmm. so hard to bring someone in. So I'll just, I'll just keep doing it. And um, eventually that becomes so big that you, that you can, that you're either not going to be able to sustain it or you're not going to be able to grow. Mm-hmm. And um, we see people who really, who, who can get to the, who can get to the part where they hire a VA. They say, okay, uncle, I need some help. I'm ready. But the, um, but of course that's not the finish line, right? The finish line is actually probably three months down the road when you're, you've established trust and you're, you know, your VA, your VA knows you, um, and, uh, and you're really working in sync, but they've just gotten themselves to this first finish line. So, um, I've, I have viewed it as a design problem, but it's hard to ask for help. Those first three months can be really, really challenging Mm -hmm. and, it's a universal thing. It's everyone has trouble asking for help. I mean, unless you're, um, unless you're really, really seasoned and those are not the clients that come to us primarily. Mm-hmm. So, um, our, uh, our VAs are really good at sort of sussing out. Okay. You were overwhelmed. Let's brainstorm. Um, there are, <clears throat> there is a, um, there's a system that sometimes we use that are the six T's of delegation. And I don't know if I'm going to get them all right, but they're Ooh. the things that are time consuming, things that you're terrible at. <laughs> oh, shoot. Maybe I should look them up for you. Um, the six T's. I like this. The six T's. Well, while you're looking them up, I'll fill space for you. Um, in one of the books I read at the end, they talk about the three D's. I think it was in The Art of Doing Less, potentially. And mm-hmm. they see they say delete, defer, and delegate. And so I'm a big fan of all those like little phrase things because there's always so many things floating around in my head as I'm like, oh wait, what was that catchy little thing? And what was this catchy little yeah. thing? And how am I supposed to implement that? So yeah, I love I love all the three Ds or the six Ts and always looking for ways to improve. I love it. Okay. So this, so I found it. This is, okay. um, it's adopted from Jenny Blake, Harvard business review article, how to decide which tasks to delegate. And the six T's are things that are tiny, tedious, time consuming, teachable, that you're terrible at, or that are time sensitive. I love that. I love that. Thank it's you, a, Jenny it's Blake. a good way of breaking. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jenny. Blake. It's a good way of breaking it down. Um, as I, I know that when we look at the processes that we might delegate, it's just, it tends to be overwhelming. You know, it's a, it's just a whole thing to like, um, and, and I think letting someone in to see your business can be embarrassing. And it feels like Mm -hmm. I equate it to letting someone see your closet. Like you've, maybe you've hired them to organize your closet, but if it's a mess, you still don't even want them to see it. Um, I remember once I um, <clears throat> got a bee in my bonnet about going and getting pedicures as a business, um, as a business. Uh, expense. Uh, like, yeah, as a, um, well, as, yes, as a business expense, but as a client entertainment oh, okay. activity. Because boys get to go golfing, right? 
and like you're talking to your client, it's an hours long activity. What about mani pedis? We should be doing that instead. So I took a client um, years ago to get a, a pedicure, and I had to go to the salon like two days in advance to get my toes done, so that um, oh I didn't show up with toes that actually needed to be pedicured. <laughs> <laughs> she literally was like, "Wow, your toes look great," and I was like, "These old things." Oh my god, you're kidding! <laughs> I love it. So, talk to me a little bit about some of the things that you have found to be the most helpful as you are navigating all these different areas of your life in terms of business, motherhood, author, basketball coach, all of these things. Like what, what are some of like maybe your life mottos or, or rules that you live by that just kind of help keep things moving? Um, I love this so much. Um, I, uh, am a big fan of the miracle morning. That's a, um, yeah. So Hal Elrod wrote this book, um, the miracle morning, and it is how you start your day. And he makes the recommendation that you wake up at like, I don't know, four 30 or five. Okay. And, um, I'm, yeah, I'm not a morning mm-hmm. person at yeah. all. Um, and I always scolded myself for not being a morning person. It really does make mornings go better. And actually my, when I used to have trouble getting kids like out and to school in the morning, we're just all screaming. And my husband would say, you know, if you want this to go well, you have to get up early and get yourself ready and then just focus on the kids. And I, is he a morning person? No, no, okay. no but he's also like asleep through this whole process. I cannot okay. tell you how murderous that made me. The idea that like, I'm, I'm sorry, you want me to wake up fully like an hour ahead of the entire family and sacrifice my own sleep to be completely ready. While these bozos just like run around trying to find shoes. That's supposed <laughs> to be, are you kidding me? But actually I tried it a couple of times and it really did work uh, wonders. <laughs> like if you want to get kids out the door, you have to just focus on that and you have to be completely ready. You have, you know, you have to have like a, a cup of coffee and steal yourself, gird your loins. It's going to be a rough morning. <laughs> um, so, uh, so as much as I resisted it, it really does. It really is great to wake up ahead of time, but Hal Elrod really changed my um, changed my mornings in a meaningful way. And, um, now he has an app. So I love that. Um, I also love the idea that, um, that as a general rule, we leave people better than we find them. And I, like I say, oh, that's my kids. That. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like for the people that, um, for the people that work for me, um, for the clients that I have, like no matter what happens and, and, um, no matter where we are in a year, I want you to be better having known me. And, um, you know, with my VAs, I hire really, really spectacular people. I mean, we have master's degrees, m- like many master's degrees on the staff. Um, we have folks that, you know, are have just very obviously going big, big places. Now, an enormous proportion of our, like 80 or 90% of our VAs were displaced because of the pandemic. We lost mm-hmm. somewhere between two and maybe 10 million women from the workforce. Um, the estimates are kind of, um, are a little all over the place. We lost a, a lot, lot of women. It's a lot. It's a lot. And, and a lot that of them are talent, yes, yes. That talent didn't go away. That talent is at home. We sent her home. Mm-hmm. And, um, so one of the things I want to make sure I support is, uh, getting women back on the track that they want to be on. And so, um, the folks that work for me coaching, they, we have very honest conversations about like, all right, but where are you going? How can I help you get there? Yeah. I'll make introductions. If I have to, I've hired career coaches. 
Like I will do really any, and that will definitely mean leaving me, but that will be, that will be the right, that will be the right thing. I want you to, um, I want my VAs to use um, my company as a soft landing where they need it. And my clients um, have a huge benefit from being able to work with, you know, really world-class virtual assistants. And, uh, and then when my VAs leave, I'm grateful um, and confident that, um, that I left them better than I found them. I love that so much. And I'm going to butcher this quote right now, but somewhere along the path, I've read a quote, something like, good leaders build their team and uh, like hope that they never leave. Great leaders build their team and hope that they do. Something like that. I'm sure I totally mm-hmm. destroyed that, but that's awesome, Ashley. I love that. Um, because I mean, that that dives into leadership and so much of business ownership is also leadership uh, and and trying to just invest in people, right? What would you say is one thing that has surprised you the most about yourself when it comes to this journey of business ownership? Ooh, such a good question. I didn't know that I was a, I need to mull things over. I didn't know I was a processor. Oh. I would have told you like up and down, like, no, I make really quick decisions. I know exactly what I'm going to do. We don't need to think things over. Um, and actually I do really, really well. If you, if you ask me a question, I can't answer immediately. I need like days, but I'm going to come back with like, all right, I have it figured out. We have three moving parts. We're going to move them in this way. It's going to be perfect. If it's you because of this, if it's them because of this, you know, what sort of whatever challenge it is, I end up just needing a little time to process. And I never, ever would have assumed that about myself ever. But that's such a big insight. And I'm sure that that probably follows through to lots of areas of your life, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I've also um, become really comfortable admitting that I am not an, uh, an um, intrinsically motivated person. Um, and I am, uh, no entrepreneur ever says that. And, um, you know, one of the reasons that I have had to be so good with productivity, you know, I've like built some very bad, I've practically given myself adult ADHD based on like how I work. And, um, and so there's, you know, as we think about productivity, there's a lot in there about focus and about, um, maintaining drive. I think sometimes my natural state is like reading a book on the couch, maybe napping. Uh, so I've learned that, (laughs) doesn't it? (laughs) Sounds amazing. So I think maybe for that's part of it too, that, uh, you know, I, uh, as much as I thought early in my career that I was like, I'm a self-starter, you know, I'll, I don't need that much. I actually need lots of accountability. I'd like to surround myself with people who know what I'm supposed to be doing and help me get there. You know, it, this business ownership is really not for the weak. Agreed. The the lows are super low and the highs are super high, and you have to be able to weather every single storm. Ashley, just to to kind of wrap up here, I know you've talked a lot about the work that you're doing and helping women get back onto their career paths, etc. What would you say? What is the impact that you want to make in your work? That is like the, it's such a big meaty question. That's the lasagna of questions, Kylie. Ooh, well, mm-hmm. you know, lots of layers, many layers, many so much layers. Meat. Um, I want to have, I want to leave a legacy of, um, of helping women stay in the workforce where they want to be. 
and helping them um, be supported in the ways that we have, you know, we've supported men for a really long time. I'm not saying we pull that support. Right. Uh, I am saying that it be, um, that it be applied to women too. So I think if I have impacted women's careers so that they have opportunities to do what they want to do, I will be really satisfied with my legacy. I love it. And then one last one to wrap up here. Uh, what would you say is has been your greatest insight between life and entrepreneurship? Whoa. Half of me is trying to search for a bigger, meatier dish to compare this to than lasagna. Uh, <laughs> like a full-fledged buffet? It is, a, it, is a, it is a whole smorgasbord. Um, the biggest insight in life and entrepreneurship I think, um, you know, back to the very beginning, your point about how time is the only thing we really have. I mean, it's the only finite resource we really, really have. And, um, uh, you know, when you're young, that's painful because you have all this, you have all this time and you're trying to figure out what to do with it. And then as you get older, it becomes painful because there's not much of it left. You know, you, you have, you have ways that it needs to be divided and, and, I think it's an enormous privilege to be an entrepreneur and to be in control of that, to mm -hmm. live, um, to live how I want to live. And frankly, Kylie, you are an amazing inspiration for some of that. You know, I've had, um, I've had calls with you where you're just like in the, in Florida in February or, um, <laughs> or on a, um, on a walking pad because yeah. you want to do two things at once, by the way, Kylie, um, I, uh, I know I've mentioned this to you, but I will mention it, uh, so that it was on the record. I bought a walking pad and a stand-up desk so that I could be just like Kylie Peters. And it's amazing. <laughs> and now every time someone says like, are you walking right now? I say, yes, this entrepreneur I admire so much, Kylie Peters. So she, um, she does this. And then when oh she gets gosh. inspired, she hops off and it's like the most <laughs> wonderful, inspiring thing. And, and, uh, you know, Kylie, you, you, oh my uh, I don't think realize how much you influence people by your, um, immense and wonderful example. Wow. Well, that was so kind and and sweet and unexpected. Well, thank you. I hope you are really enjoying your walking pad. And you know, when I do hop off, it's because I'm afraid I'm going to fall flat on my face if I don't, <laughs> because I, I'm like, oh, there's too many things happening now. I have to stop moving so I don't fall. But I love that. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you so much. Haley, I have to ask, have you ever fallen off? I have not officially fallen off, but I have almost <laughs> a couple of times. Like I'm knock on wood for us. Okay, soul. it happens in two ways. Uh, one, I will have like stopped my walking pad from moving, but I will have forgotten. So I go to step on it, assuming that I'm going to be moving and I'm not moving and I like almost fall off that way. Or, or I step on and I like lose my balance. And then, you know, when you try to yeah. shift your feet around to regain balance on a moving surface, it mm -hmm. makes that mm -hmm. a little tricky. So no, I haven't like full fledged, like flat faced on my walking pad yet. Hopefully I keep it that way. But I mean, I'm, I've knocked on wood for us both, but I'm so You'll have to report. I will definitely tell you if I fall Please flat do. on my face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really, it is, it's a, it's now one of my primary fears about working in an office. <laughs> Breaking in my own office. <laughs> just, just hop off. Just hop off when, when you get too excited or like grab the desk or something. Yeah. Uh, I love it. 
Well, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for your words of wisdom and your words of kindness. Um, If people want to reach out to you for more information, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, I am super active on LinkedIn. Um, You can find me. I'm Ashley Quinto Powell with a Q. And um, uh, otherwise, ashleyquintopowell.com. Or you can visit me at myva.rock. Awesome. And we'll make sure that that contact information is in the show notes as well. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Take care. To continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality, subscribe to the Welcome to Eloma email list at welcometoeloma.com. 